Live with courage. Keep your word. Treat everyone with respect and dignity. Do not practice ingratitude. Arrive for the brand. The code is simple. That's the point. This is the code of the West. And welcome back to Code of the West. It has been a little bit since I've last talked to you. I am now back in Salt Lake City, which if you hear traffic going by in the background, that is why. Um, no longer up in northern Idaho at my parents' place, uh, which was awesome for a number of reasons, not the least of which was that there was a soundproof room downstairs that I could record in that uh, was pretty much perfect for a podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'm back home and well, I guess home, it's a relative term, but I'm back in Salt Lake City. I probably should post a picture of how ridiculous this whole setup is, but I've had to dampen, I've had to learn how to dampen the sound in this room because I basically after three years of living in Salt Lake City still, um, sorry, my computer is being silly here. Um, yeah, so after three years of Salt Lake City, I still don't really have furniture in my house or my apartment. And so, uh. Uh, as I've learned, it is not great for sound to have empty rooms with uh, nothing on the walls. So <laughs> I've got uh, moving blankets kind of set up on tripods in front of me to try to help dampen some of the sound uh, going towards the microphone. And then I've got uh, foam pads up in the corners of the room, which seems to be helping, which I've command stripped in. You know, it's very fancy here at Code of the West and the, the bootstrap world that, that I live in. So, uh, yeah, catching up, there's a lot of things I feel like we should be talking about. Um, so obviously left black rifle told you guys about that. And I am now working for a company called heritage outdoors, heritage outdoors group actually, which is over PSE bows and is not over, but is related to Cryptech uh, outdoor gear, which is, um, you know, headquartered in, in just outside of Boise, which, which is where I grew up. So, um, technically I'm the creative director and, uh, you know, it's been interesting and I've really enjoyed getting to know everybody over there and I'm looking forward to the things that we're going to be doing. And, uh, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to get too far into that part of the world because code of the West is about code of the West. It's not about what I do as Chris hunt so much, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the day job right now. And then, um, let's see. So. Got back from Idaho, and the next day I went down to southern Utah. Well, not super southern Utah, but southern from Salt Lake, uh, just just north of Gunnison. And I attended my first cattle branding, which was awesome. And I uh, so this is this is put on by the Lyman family, who who've got a cattle company, and uh, Jamie and Chance Nelson, Jamie who I worked with at Black Rifle, they're friends of the Lymans and the chance that Jamie initially invited me down and, uh, you know, kind of just to let me hang out and take some photos. But I, I got to know a lot of people down there and I really, really enjoyed my time. I was down three days down there sleeping in the back of the Tacoma, which was awesome. My mom actually helped me uh, organize and set up <laughs> for this trip. I have my little tote 
situation kind of worked out with my camp stove and my gear. And I've got a camper shell on the back of the Toyota. It's just a Tacoma, but uh, it's just long enough that I can sleep in it and had a nice little fancy blow up sleeping pad and a pretty hefty yoga mat that uh, I stole out of the gym at mom and Dan's. I was super comfy. It was awesome. And I was just a complete dirtbag for three days and got to film and photograph and hang out and and be a part of the whole the whole operation, really. I mean, the first night, I don't think uh, Scott and the guys will be upset if I say this, but and no, no one really knew who I was. You know, I was just some random dude that showed up at Chance and Jamie. So people were kind of curious and I was walking around with my cameras and uh, you know, I was kind of softly talking about code of the West, but I didn't really want to get into that too much. It was more just like, Hey, I'm Chris. And I, I take pictures and draw cowboys. And, you know, so like the first day, you know, that was, that was the roundup. Uh, and so I was kind of floating around on a side by side and talking with different people like clay and, you know, just kind of getting the four one one on things. And, uh, by the way, I'm going to end up probably like making like a short film about this whole thing. Cause I, I recorded so much while I was down there and, uh, it was just, it was so much fun. But, uh, so first day is roundup. Second day was branding. And third day was kind of just like, you know, hang out, kind of collect your stuff and, and roll back in. And so I don't want to say too much since I'm going to, I'm going to release the video eventually, but it was, it was top five best experiences of my life. Honestly, I, I mean, it was some real cowboy shit, man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everybody just camped out. And, you know, in the evenings, we'd sit around a fire and, you know, have have beers and chat. And it's just really cool. It was really cool to, you know, to be ground zero for that kind of experience and to be able to be a part of, um, you know, a cattle producer's world, you know, which, I mean, it's... Not every day you get to go stand in a pen full of uh, really large mammals coming at you. I mean, I, I mean, they, they really let me just kind of go for it once they trusted me. So, you know, I was riding, standing up in the back of the side by side in the Polaris and I was out in the pens when they were rounding calves up. Like it was cool. Like I got a lot of really cool photos and in video and we even mic'd up a couple guys <laughs> couple to a couple of the days and uh i bought these road mics that are that are lav mics which means they they just they normally lav mics work on radio signals these these are digital but essentially they're wireless so i can just put i could put them on people and record and so we actually recorded a couple of guys while while we were actually doing the branding too so you had like all the the noise of the cows and you had people talking it was it's pretty cool uh so so we did all that and then um you know, it was like a transfer of knowledge too, because I was talking to Scott and Jake, who are kind of like the youngest generation of of the Lyman family that are that are helping with the business, and they're trying to figure out how to do content and try to get an awareness out for what they're doing. And I mean, because they they they're in the cattle business, and you know, no surprise. I mean, there's a bit there's a bit of they're kind of behind the curve a little bit that industry as far as you know utilizing social media and these tools. But they're kind of like me, where you know they're not really wanting to engage in any sort of toxic gimmick gimmicky stuff, nor, nor is there really an incentive for them, you know? Uh, so they're just trying to figure out how to essentially showcase their lifestyle, their brand 
which is a literal brand. Uh, it's not like me, <laughs> not like a company that's a brand. They have a brand. And yeah, it was a really just, it was an amazing weekend. And to be embraced by everybody, uh, anybody who might be listening, I just wanted to say thanks again for letting me come down and be a tourist in your world for a few days and allow me the opportunity to to get a chance to tell these stories now. You know, I, there's going to be drawings that I make, you know, off the photo reference. And, you know, I've already shared a lot. If you've been following along on the Code of the West Instagram at all, a lot of the photos that I've, I've been sharing the past few weeks have been from the Lyman branding. And the goal is to go back down next year and hopefully bring some more photographers and maybe get somebody with a drone. I mean, we just we just kind of want to blow it out, you know, and and be able be able to have a chance to help the Lymans, but also just kind of show more people what that world's like. And because I mean, I think a lot of people are really unaware of the difficulties that that come into play to, to be a cattle producer, not to mention, um, we just kind of take it for granted, how we get our food. And I don't want to, this kind of spills into a different conversation I've been having with some people, but, um, you know, I, I like the idea of Code of the West. Well, let me back up. People ask me, and they were asking me at the branding, what is Code of the West? And I, I want to, you know, part, part of the time I want to say it's a lifestyle brand. But that also just sounds really cheesy to me. And, I mean, it's, it's not untrue, but it just doesn't really encompass everything to me. Because I, as I've said before, I, I want to really focus on selling, telling stories and, and sharing parts of the world that that kind of drive the world and keep it going, especially in America. But we just don't know about like collectively, unless you're in the industry, you don't know how important it is. You know, as an example would be linemen, cattle producers, truck drivers, etc. So this is the first chance I've had to, to be around people and document something that I think is 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 important. And, and so I was already kind of walking out of the branding thinking like, man, how could Code of the West be more than just selling t-shirts, which again, as, I, as I've said, I mean, that, that the goal was never to just be that. So I don't even know how to answer that question yet. But it, it, it has me thinking bigger, I guess, now, and it has me thinking bigger in terms of who I would partner with and, and what the responsibility is of telling these stories and to whom. And there's there's some people that like some serious conversations I'm starting to have with people about how telling these stories, i.e. how Code of the West can tell stories, can help affect real change in the world, positive, positive change for what these Western families and people and providers and producers. So you know, that's something that I don't take lightly and I want to continue to explore. And it's, it's funny to me as a cartoonist, you know, I mean, or at least somebody who started off writing and drawing comic books, which I'll get into that a little bit later, that I could find myself in this position where I could be maybe helpful. And that's kind of what I want to do with Code of the West. And that's always been the goal is to give us a story back. But that's a kind of an existential thing to say, I'm, I'm realizing there's more brass tacks, like real tangible ways that I can help people. And, 
so yeah, I'm going to be looking into that. And I don't know what that looks like for, for building a company. Um, cause I don't know that there's a company like that, but that's what I'm going to try to figure out. And another part of the business that I'm, I'm going to add to, which again, if you followed along on the Instagram at all, I, I finally figured out how to tell another Carver story, which I've always wanted to do that. I mean, book, book one of Carver came out in 2016, one graphic novel of the year for my gene.com, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, for various reasons and machinations, I, I left comics. I, I didn't like the industry too much, the, the machine behind it. And doesn't didn't mean that I didn't want to continue to make comics quite the con quite the contrary. I, I wanted to keep telling stories. I just I realized that I had to do that in a different way. And I think that I don't know, Code of the West putting it together gave me a lot of confidence in, in, in a way that I hadn't had in years. It was a way very similar that I felt when I did Carver in that I was doing something that was unorthodox, had no real um, path to it. You know, you, you can't just like point at setting up a business or writing a comic and say, you do it this one way. It, you just gotta have to do it and figure it out. And so, man, a lot of stuff's happened. So <laughs> let me, let me kind of tangent for a second out and come back to this whole thing with the comic books and, and, and adding this to code of the West. So I mentioned, I think when, when I did the last podcast episode, when I was in Idaho, that after black rifle or after leaving black rifle, I had started really thinking about how to try to balance my life a little bit better. And I'd always been terrible about my diet and taking care of myself. You know, these, to me, what I ate, exercise, drinking, all that stuff was secondary to getting a job done or fulfilling a dream or a goal, however you want to say that. And that was just an excuse to just not take care of myself. So after Black Rifle, I just kind of found myself all of a sudden naturally changing some things. Uh, some of that was my diet. And, and I've worked out before. There was a window of time where I was like skateboarding, rock climbing, doing yoga, road biking. I mean, I was, you know, like really active, but... Um, that was in my early 20s. So I've exercised before. I'm not saying that I don't like exercise. In fact, I've always known that exercise is a great thing for me physically and mentally. But it was always sort of like happening in sprints. And, uh, you know, you get kind of inspired to do it for a little bit. And then you're not really doing it for the right reasons. So it just kind of naturally peters away. So while I was up in Idaho, I'm eating better. Uh, Dan helped me learn how to cook. And my mom and so there was something about just changing my diet and all of a sudden I started melting pounds off. Like, I mean, I just, I lost like 30 pounds in two months basically. And that was not trying. That was just, and I was eating still. It wasn't like I was starving myself. I was, but the, the deal was I was, I cut out cheese, which is funny. And then I somehow got addicted to hot sauce. Don't ask me why. And, um, and I stopped eating processed food. I just, I just started making food all the time. Like we, uh, we, I cooked all the time. I cooked dinner for everybody. I could people, I cooked, you know, breakfast for everybody in the house in the morning. And that made a huge difference. And I was, you know, exercising still a little bit, but as more weight came off, I was able to move a little bit better. It was less of a chore. It sort of became a snake eating its own tail. So by the time that I got to the branding and, and in the past few weeks here, 
that I've been back in Salt Lake, I basically have the body that I had when I was like 24, which is mind boggling to me in a lot of ways. And, you know, I don't think I really completely took my body for granted when I was a kid, but like, I definitely didn't earn it. And there's been this sort of switch that flipped in my head uh, in the past month, especially where I, I really feel like I've given myself a gift in some way where I've given myself some time back and, and I've got a bit of renewed energy and out of nowhere that the passion came back for comics. And, and it's, I don't know how those two things are linked, but it, but it happened. And I think part of it is that, you know, when you get older, anybody who's like around my age, late thirties, early forties, I think you could probably relate to the fact you just, you get caught up in life. And I think that we saw our parents do the same thing and we swore we would never do it, but you just, you just get caught up and just doing stuff and just surviving. And, and then one day you realize you're old and, and I think old is a relative term. I think old is, well, I think a lot of it's giving up and I didn't think I was the kind of person that did that, but I, I realized that I was, and I think leaving comics really, well, I know it bummed me out. It was my childhood dream and I had reached this goal, released my book. It did well, nothing happened. Industry changed time to go see myself out. And I kind of think I felt like I'd done everything that there was to do. And I just wanted to continue to learn and grow. And that led me to Filson and Black Rifle. But, you know, I, I, I think that in the back of my mind, I just sort of put comics on a shelf, that passion, that part of me, that really was a part of my identity for two thirds, two thirds of my life, basically, was my, my goal was to make comics. And as this shift in my mind and my body has occurred, I'm remembering myself for, well, I mean, it's, I, I don't think of a better way to put it. I'm, I'm kind of inhabiting the body that I used to have. And that's reminding me of feelings and things that I used to do. And one of those things was tell stories as comics. And <laughs> it, it's funny because I don't believe in inspiration, really. I always believe, and I talked about this at the art department at Black Rifle a lot, that you, you can't wait for the muse and the inspiration to hit you. You got to be able to show up every day and do the work. And I have been doing that, you know, but it's been for coffee bags and t-shirts and project management. And these are all things that I actually really do genuinely enjoy. Um, they're very, uh, how do I say it? They engage my mind in a way that I find quite satisfying, but the, I wouldn't consider myself an artist. You know, the only time that I can feel like I'm an artist is when I'm taking photos or video or writing or drawing for my own pleasure and building worlds. And Code of the West is kind of like building a world. It's building a mythos or a mythology. And, you know, over this past weekend, I, I was walking around and I've been, I've been, I've been exercising a lot, um, you know, cause I'm, I live by myself in Salt Lake city and I'm working remote. So, uh, there's not a lot to do outside of work and work out and cook food now. <laughs> so I'm walking around and I, it just popped up. It was just there all of a sudden, you know, I've been waiting or hoping for seven years that I'd have the idea for Carver book two. And I kind of knew that I couldn't force it and I hated it. 
not because I wanted it to happen sooner than later, just because I just didn't like believing that that was the way it had to work. You know, uh, like I thought that I could force it out of myself. And I think it took me changing myself fundamentally, to be honest. Well, I shouldn't say changing myself, changing my decision making pattern. And, you know, granted, I'm only three months into this, but it's, let me tell you, if you, if you lose 35 pounds in three months and are all of a sudden moving like you did 15 years ago, it, it's a weird thing. It, it messes with your head a little bit and it's not necessarily just positive. Um, I've always had body dysmorphia stuff. So like it, I have to just go off of like how I feel and I feel amazing. I actually probably feel better than I did in my twenties because I just hadn't like fallen apart yet. <laughs> it wasn't like I was putting good stuff in. I just hadn't reached the point where maintenance was required, but now to be back there and to be eating well and making better decisions and taking care of myself better than I ever have in my life, that has somehow, I guess, unlocked or shifted things in my mind a bit. And so I came up with the idea. I got it. I know what book two is about. I mean, I got to lay it out still and refine it and tweak it. And in the back of my mind, I'd always thought that like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to use Code of the West as an engine for not just t-shirts and hats but like you know kind of talked about doing like even like a like a sort of a tv show idea around code of the west when we were at uh when i was still a black rifle and we were going to try to keep it inside of there but the idea of doing comic books was something that didn't really cross my mind and as i was thinking about well how would i release carver you know over the weekend i i don't really want to I'm not saying it's off the table to to go and try to talk to comic book publishers, but a lot of the issues that I had with the industry still remain. And I don't know that I'd want to go back to that. So I'm thinking, huh, I mean, maybe I could, maybe I could sell it direct to consumer. Maybe I could sell it through Code of the West. Then that led me to think, well, maybe, maybe there's just a Code of the West publishing arm then. And that's kind of where I think I'm going to land on it, to be honest with you. I think that it's just going to be a Code of the West publication. It's going to be a book. And the first experiment I'm going to run with this is uh, re-releasing the first book of Carver because it's out of print and there's still some issues or well, there are issues and copies of the the complete graphic novel floating around eBay and Amazon, but they're kind of prohibitively expensive and they're also hard to find when you can. So I'm going to release a digital version of it first, kind of a redux of V2, maybe add some things in some of the stuff that I've, I've, I've kind of, I don't know, played around with over the past few years. But I'm going to do that through the website, through Code of the West, that is, and release it as a digital PDF. Um, I got to look into that still, and I still have to build it, and which is not as terribly difficult as you'd think. It's just more of a time, getting the time to do it. And... Um, it's actually why I did. I don't know if anybody paid attention, but I released some digital wallpapers for iPhones last week. And I mean, I think I think it's kind of a cool idea. And I like those photos and those drawings a lot. But I also did that just because I wanted to go through the process of releasing a digital product on the website and seeing if I could get it to work. And it worked. So 
uh, now I know I can do that. So yeah, so we're, that's my, that's kind of like where things are headed now outside of just let's make some clothes and cool t-shirts. There are other things in the pipeline around apparel and collaborations and partnerships, um, which if they, if they go through, then I'll obviously talk about them, but until they do, I'm going to keep them kind of under my hat, but just know that, you know, in the past year and a half, people have been paying attention and uh, there's a lot of people that agree with us that, you know, there are other ways to engage with one another. And sometimes the world might seem like it's on fire and we're going to hold the line and say, it's going to be okay. And we're going to, we're going to show the world that it'll be okay. And in, in our actions and our thoughts and speech. So there's a lot to look forward to, I think. And I'm very, very, very excited. I'm excited to go have more adventures like I did with the branding. I'm excited to to dig into Carver and figure out how to be a publisher. And I was pretty lucky in my industry days with comics. I, you know, was friends with people who had publishing companies. I I worked very closely with people who had their own larger publishing houses and was, you know, when I was assisting Paul at first second, I was able to really look under the hood at, at first second at McMillan and their whole system. So, so I have, I have some insight to that and, um, still going to have to fall on my face a couple of times, I'm sure at least to, to get through it. But I guess what I'm saying is it's not a complete boondoggle. It's, it's not, it's not outside the realm of possibility to figure this out. But it would be kind of creating a different model of releasing a book, and um, at least in comics. So that'll be exciting. Uh, so what else do we have? Um, oh, uh, so today is Wednesday, June 14th. And um, I just posted on the Instagram, if anybody caught that, um, I did a line of summer shirts for Jack Carr who's actually resharing this right now on Instagram while, <laughs> while I'm recording this. Uh, yeah, so we did like four shirts, I think, um, a part of his, a summer collection for him. And uh, I'm really excited about that. I got to work with Ironclad, which is the company that does uh, what handles his podcast media production. And they also handle his e-com store and his product line. So got to work with them, got to meet them and work with them. And that was a lot of fun. And and Jack is just, he's just one of the, the nicest people I've come across in, in my travels. And I love that I'm able to help support what he's doing. I say this like, like poor little Jack Carr needs all the help that he can get <laughs> from, from, from go to the West. Like, go, please go support him. He's, he's worth it, which is true. But clearly Jack is doing fine uh, with a string of best-selling thriller novels and, I think the number one Amazon series uh, at this point streaming the terminal list uh, dudes, dudes doing okay. But re regardless of that fact, I, I really do. I would love for you to check out these shirts and this collection. It's just, I think, I think it's like shop dot Jack car store or something. Just type in Jack car, J A A J A C K C A R R and then store and then look for the t-shirts. And um, I did like a, uh, Ferrari, like a Magnum PI Ferrari, an FJ40 Land Cruiser, 
uh, search and rescue plane that's not out, but they they have it on the website. And then just a kind of a simple old school logo, like a, a called it's Rise and Venture, just basically just says Jack Carr Rise and Venture. But um, yeah, check that out. And that was super cool. I'm really excited that I was able to do that with with him and Ironclad. And I, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, more to come. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, uh, what else? I'm trying to think what else I got to catch everybody up on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it, I think. Uh, I mean, I've got things that I'm, I, no drops planned at the moment, FYI. Like, I was going to try to do Father's Day, but. Uh, it's just a lot going on and I'm trying to get to a place where I'm not doing the drops just cause I can. Um, I'm looking at different, different partners. I've gotten a lot of samples over the past few months of things that are from new vendors that are not just print on demand. Like I use most of the time, like I got a sample from heart leather for a new, a new code of the West hat. It's a leather patch hat, not the one that you might've seen online. That's, uh, like a dad hat. I like that a lot, but the the company that I was using, I found out after I got the sample, it was faux leather. I thought it was real leather, and um, they're they're like very vegan friendly leather, meaning that it's probably not even going to like hold up very long. So I'm I'm holding on to that hat to see how long it takes to destroy it, and if it holds together, fine. I, I'd consider putting it together or putting it online. Um, I'm just not convinced that fake leather is going to last very long. Um, and fake leather just doesn't sound as good. And, um, yeah, it's probably gonna be a hard no and that I'm saying it out loud, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, God, I feel like I'm, I'm missing some stuff. Sorry if my chair is squeaking. Like this is just the worst setup for a podcast. I've got Ikea chair, Ikea table, empty room, uh, <laughs> not doing myself any favors here. Uh, so if they're just random sounds from cars driving by and my chair is squeaking, you're gonna have to deal with it because this is what I'm working with. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so yeah, I guess what's, the, what's the overall summary here then? Uh, Chris is going to make comics again. Uh, that's pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, going to be releasing more stuff with the Lymans and, um, you know, a little short film here soon and, uh, eat better exercise. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. So, 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 so. So the exercise routine that I've been doing, I've only started it this week. Brooke Entz, who some of you might know is a friend of the, 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 the company or me, however you want to say that. Super fit Amazon. Literally, she's in the Justice League as an Amazon. She is super cool, very much a cowgirl, very much into the actual like production side of ranching and farming and um, has some very interesting ideas on the subject. And I'm looking forward to talking to her more about these things. But she's mostly known for being a bad man pajamba. She is probably the fittest human I've ever met in real life. And she has a training program. Why I thought I could start this training program and survive it, I do not know. Like, I, I guess I thought in my head, oh, there's got to be like a beginner thing here in some way. And because I, I got on the app, I even like DM'd her. I was like, hey, do you guys, do, is there a thing in your app? You can do at home. Does it have to be at a gym? No, no, it doesn't have to be at a gym. You can do it at home. I told, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, cool. It's at home. This is manageable. 
No. No. I highly recommend this training plan. It's called Naked Training. Because um, it's it's like destroying me and rebuilding me. And it's only been 72 hours. I, I like, I feel... I was already feeling different anyways because of the whole weight loss thing and being like, oh, yeah, I can do some burpees now. No, this is some this is something else like this is this is high intensity in interval training. This is do as many reps as you can until you're you're done. Uh, this is do as many rounds as you can. I mean, this is like I every day that I've, I've been doing this this week, I've been like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Like 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 10 percent of the way through the workout. I'm like, I can't. I can't keep going. I can't do this. Then I'm like, just get through the next exercise. Okay. Get through the next exercise. Get through that exercise. One of the, I mean, the warm, one of the warm ups. I think I had to do a hundred reps with dumbbells and I'm luckily I have like light dumbbells here in the, in the apartment. Cause I'm like, again, I, I have 10 pound dumbbells. I'm like, I'm a, I'm an adult man. Like that is not weak. And I was at like 30 of a hundred with 10 pound dumbbell in every hand, each hand. And I'm like, I can't do this. There's no way I can get to 100. I'm like, I'm trying to get to 40, but there's no way I'm doing 100. I do 40. I'm like, okay, well, I'll get to 50. 50 seems reasonable. But there's no way I'm doing 100. I kept doing that to myself, and somehow I tricked myself into, into doing 100 reps. But um, good Lord, I, like, my body is already changing. And, and, and I have, like, a weird body. Like, and the irony of not working out, not taking care of myself is, like, as soon as I do, I immediately see changes and reactions, which makes me kind of a piece of shit, honestly, uh, for not doing this more over the course of my life. But, um, oh God, like I, like I'm like parts of, I'm like, I know this sounds hyperbolic, but I'm like realizing there's muscles that I did not know that I had because they're sore, uh, that I'm, ex I'm experiencing them for the first time. Like, especially my, my, my hamstrings and my, my glutes. Like, I'm just like, dude, how is this, how is this possible? Um, and I, I jokingly posted about it today where it's like, I, it, as uncomfortable as it is, it's strangely addicting and I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to see where it goes because, um, I've never done anything like this before. Like I've, you know, I've done the thing where it's like, I'm gonna do five sets of five and you go do, you know, bench press, you do curls, you do military press, and then you're, you're done. You go drink a milkshake with protein in it and you take a day off and then you come back to the gym two days later. This is like five days a week, two days off in the weekend. Um, so my, my, you know, it starts, started on Monday. It ends on Friday, get two days off for the weekend, then start the next week. Um, so there's no rest days in the workout phase. Now they're kind of rotating things through. It's very thought, well thought out, but I don't know. I'm, I, it, I feel like I'm in the middle of a Rocky montage right now. And like, I'm at that point where like, he's dragging like the log across the snow, like, and he's just, he's just absolutely buried in pain and frustration. Uh, but I'm not going to let that stop me this time. Uh, I'm very deeply competitive with myself and I hate it when I can't do something that I, for whatever reason, have decided that I should be able to do. And, um, I'm trying to be easy on myself this time. And I'm trying to actually take the lessons of the thousand ink drawings. And it, there's things in this, these workouts that I'm trying that I'm supposed to do. Like today I was supposed to do these sort of like lunges to the side where, um, basically if I'm standing on like a yoga mat long ways, my, my legs spread 
you have to like pivot to one side and bring your knee over. It's like a lunge, you know, bring your knee over your foot and then go back up and then go over to the next foot. And you're supposed to be holding like dumbbell when you did this. I fell over <laughs> many times in the first round and was like frustrated and angry and was about ready to just stop the whole workout. But then I was like, you know what? Why not just do what I can? So the next time I got around to that exercise, because it's a superset, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my my closest hand on my quad to stabilize myself, and I'm going to touch the floor with the other hand. It doesn't show that in the video. It doesn't say that to do that in the exercise. But you know what? Doing something is better than doing nothing, which is something that I've been having to remind myself a lot lately and got through it. And, and even funny with the rep thing, like, you know, I, I said a few minutes ago, that was very much the strategy that I used when we were <laughs> in the Wenatchee's doing that trail maintenance uh, stint that I've mentioned before, where, you know, I was just suffering going up, the, going up the mountain, almost at hills, uh, there's no, they're mountains. And it'd be like left foot in front, right foot, left foot, like, I mean, you could, I could only really think of one foot at a time, because if I thought about the whole mountain, the whole switchback. I would, I, I mean, it would, it would just destroy me mentally. Like I could only think in terms of the next step and just getting through the next like two seconds in two second chunks. And I'm, I'm relying on that psychology again, because I know I can't look in the mirror now and go back. I can't pretend that like, I don't know how to be healthier now, or that I don't know how to take care of myself. Now I know the cooking thing was a huge deal. I got to tell you. And I'm saying this as a person who is almost 38. I'll be 38 next month. I was embarrassed to not know how to cook. And I was too embarrassed to really ask for help. And the internet, strangely, is not that great, I feel, about teaching somebody from the ground up how to cook. Because you can find recipes, but I didn't know what low medium heat was or high medium or saute or rolling. I didn't know what a rolling boil was. And all these recipes are like super simple, easy and 15 minute recipe. And I'd pull the recipe up and it's using a bunch of language and jargon I don't understand and no one's explaining it. So that was a huge one, you know, getting the agency to like to be able to, to cook for myself and not have to eat out, not have to get frozen meals. That was great. Also, learn how to pick avocados, uh, not off the trees, but like <laughs> like I, I learned how to somebody showed me while I was in Idaho, like how to pick a good avocado. Cause I love avocados and man, I got that, that process dialed in now. So I eat like half or well, I mean one half or one whole avocado a day now. And, and, and like, I never didn't want to eat avocados. I, I would buy avocados and I'd, I'd cut one open and it'd be unedible cause it, it had not ripened enough yet. And then, so that, that avocado is at, at the door cause I can't wait for it to get ripe, you know, and then I'd cut it open and then, the avocados that would remain, I would miss the window on. I, you know, it just these like little things, and and it's just been a really the results been great, but the the mental feeling of just being able to <laughs> cook for myself, which is embarrassing to to admit out loud, but I am assuming that there's other people out there listening to this like me, and if you if you are, take it from me. Ask somebody in your life that doesn't know how to cook and just have the humility to ask them to teach you because it has changed everything for me. And I don't want to go back. I haven't eaten out. Well, no, that's a lie. Last night for the first time in three months, I went and sat down at a restaurant and ate food with somebody. I saw 
my friend Max from San Diego, who is the key reason why Black Rifle in the art department, and we got to go down to San Diego last year for Comic-Con. So she was in town, so I got to see her for an evening. And we went to a restaurant, and I had a turkey avocado sandwich on a gluten-free bun, because I'm that guy now. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, do yourself a favor. Learn how to cook. Big deal. Um, and then if you're feeling real saucy and you are kind of masochistic, you should definitely check out Brooks exercise program called naked, uh, naked training it. I'm, I'm excited, like I said, to see where it goes over the next few weeks, because I can already tell my body is it's taking to it, but it's suffering in the, in the process. I think that's about it. Honestly, uh, I don't really have much else. I know I have said that I was going to try to get guests on and I still am going to try to get guests on, but I had to get this whole thing sort of sound dampened, which is still not ideal, but this is, trust me, better. What you're listening to right now is better than it has been in here as far as sound goes. And um, so I needed to do that. And and I'm, I've just been trying to, I, I love doing the podcast. I actually love just talking to you just as a one man band, but I get a little, um, embarrassed about it at times because i think that it should be more that it should be more razzle dazzle but uh enough of you keep kind of finding this podcast and reaching out and telling me how much they they've enjoyed it and i just thank you for those people who have done that because you're giving me the confidence to keep going with it um and speaking of podcasts i was actually on one recently western huntsman and uh Man, great conversation with Jim, the host, who's also up in northern Idaho, close to where we're at. Uh, you should definitely check that out. We talked for like almost three hours, I think. It's pretty meandering, but <laughs> it stayed to some themes. But, uh, you know, just wanted to say thanks to Jim for that, um, for having me on. And I, I realized after that conversation how it's not that guests would supplant this thing that we're doing right now, this conversation, but it, it adds a different dynamic to it to be able to, to go back and forth with somebody. Uh, I, I, like I said, I do think there's a relevant reason uh, to do uh, a, an episode like this. I don't think that I should do it all the time like this, but I do think that I should do some of them and I should do more of them and I'm working on it. So I appreciate everybody's patience with me and, the fact that you guys still listen and still check them out uh, or that you're discovering them. So thank you for that. And yeah, hopefully I won't be so long between the next one of these, but thanks for, thanks for sticking around this long to listen and, and find out what's been going on and what's hopefully going to be happening soon. And yeah, I've got, I've got some interesting people lined up to talk to you soon. So I, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, but you enjoy the rest of your week should be releasing this tomorrow on a Thursday. So happy Thursday, get through Friday, enjoy your weekend, which I will be as well, since I will not be having to torture myself with Brooke Ince's exercise regime that I, for some reason, am becoming addicted to. So you enjoy your weekend. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the flip flop. Thanks for tuning in.